It's Josh Williams here with another episode of the One Man Podcast, episode number 16 to be specific for Wednesday, August 30th, 2017. Welcome back, my listeners. I appreciate you guys being here. Welcome to all new listeners. Um, I, the, the last week has been crazy for downloads and things like that. So we have uh, done, done huge, uh, tons of amount of new listeners from all over the globe. So thank you to all the new listeners of the One Man Podcast. And of course, my loyal listeners who've been here since the beginning. Thank you uh, to all of you guys. Um, I'm going to address right off the bat that my voice is a little bit screwed up this week. And the reason being is that, um, I have horrible ragweed allergies. Um, and despite the fact that I've taken shots and stuff for them, uh, periodically, I guess here and there, um, my, I'm, my throat's fucked. My, my, my sinuses are screwed. I'm coughing. I'm having really bad allergic reactions, despite the fact that I'm drugging myself up quite regularly. So, uh, once, <coughs> excuse me, I, I, that will just come up. And of course, the more I talk, the drier I'll get and the more coughing I'll do. So I, uh, I really hope you guys bear through it this episode. Uh, and we do have a lot to talk about, um, this week, uh, I've got, uh, what is it? I mean, I had a better week. Uh, I want to thank, uh, Jay Lalonde, a good buddy of mine, uh, for his contribution to the one minute podcast, which I will talk more about a little later on in the show. Um, we'll talk about the, uh, Mayweather McGregor fight. If there's anything left that anyone has any interest in hearing, I'll just tell you what my uninformed uninformed ass thought about the fight. Um, as well, I saw a movie, uh, which I'll talk about in a teeny little bit and, uh, and I'll draw the winner for the, uh, the poker set. I've been posting that on the social media. And since you guys are all so awesome, you all like and follow and subscribe and all that crap to uh, all the social media stuff for the one man podcast. Um, that's, uh, that's been, a, I mean, we've had a lot of people enter, which is great. I'm, I'm glad to see the interactivity amongst my listeners. So we'll talk about all that stuff this week, guys. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to try not to do that in your ear. I'll stick my head down and hopefully the, uh, the sound editor after the fact off on it will, uh, We'll clean that up for me. That's what I hope. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, like I said, start off. My allergies are real bad. I, uh, I used to go see, um, like an allergist and that, like, well, I, I did a, like a, a walk-in clinic allergy test and I got the only thing that I had like crazy allergies to was ragweed. I'll see if I can still find the pictures in my phone somewhere. Um, I think I put them out. I had like of my arms, right? Where they prick you and they, they put the stuff on you. I think I have, uh, the picture still somewhere, but I'll post that if I can find it of just how swollen my arm was on the ragweed section. Everything else was like fine. Um, but the, uh, the ragweed was like plus, 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 plus on the sheet next to it. So started taking allergy shots and because I'm a stand-up comedian, there are no health benefits. So I paid them a good amount of money to make me not allergic to ragweed. And here we are allergic to ragweed still. So you know, I don't know if you guys have ever had allergy shots. I'd love to know if anyone else got results from them. Maybe I'll go into that story another time. But as it stands right now, I am an unhappy allergic man in the middle of August in the Ottawa Valley. So <coughs> anywho, despite uh, having these allergies all week, I, I had a fun, uh, I had a fun week. Last Tuesday, I uh, went with my brother and his, uh, his lovely wife to, uh, to dinner and a movie um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Eastside Mario's, but Eastside Mario's has a promotion um, for, uh, I think it's like 20, 22 bucks. You get, uh, you know, one of their entrees and they're all you can eat bread and soup, salad, all that fun stuff. And, uh, and a ticket to the movies. So I'm like 22 bucks. That's pretty, uh, 
pretty outstanding. Or no, I think it was 50, whatever. Fuck, I don't know. Look up the promos, all right, if you're really that interested in them. Um, I never do my research before the show, for the record. I do my best to remember things, and I'm bad at it. So that's how it, that's how it goes. I experienced something, and I go, what were the numbers someone yelled at me that night? I can't remember. I think it was 22 bucks, and you get their dinner and a movie or whatever. Um, but that's pretty good value, right? Because movies are like 13 bucks now. And if you want like IMAX or, or reclining chairs or any of that fun stuff, it just keeps going up from that point. So a nice dinner and a movie, 22 bucks. I, I was pretty excited about that. Uh, but it was Tuesday. And I don't know about your guys' markets. Um, I have been to Toronto and some other places that don't have this. But in Ottawa on Tuesday, uh, most theaters have half-price movie night. So that's when we tend to to really go see the movies that we're not super keen on seeing. So I hung on to my ticket that I got from dinner and I just paid the regular price. Uh, or so we should just say. My my brother gracefully, gracefully? Graciously uh, got me uh, my ticket. So he paid uh, the discounted price. <laughs> so thank you for that. I'm like, oh, and then I paid regular price. No, I didn't. Um, I was prepared to <laughs> anyways. Um, I went to Eastside Marrows and, and like I said, they have that, uh, like all you can eat garlic loaf and Caesar salad and, uh, soup, which they have a, an outstanding, uh, Italian wedding soup, which is basically chicken noodle with meatballs instead of chicken. Basically is what I know. And spinach anyways. Um, I was running late because I actually recorded, I think I mentioned last week that I was on my way to go see a movie, um, as I was recording the podcast. So I finished the podcast and had to run out the door to, to make it in time for the movie, um, or I should say dinner and the movie. So I called them when I was in the car, like, okay, order me that special. I'll take this and that <laughs> and, uh, and just sit, sit it in for me so that when I get there, I can just start eating, you know, and you guys aren't waiting for me. We don't miss the movie. So it was so funny when I got there, our server was fantastic. Um, I sit down at the table. She brings me the, the Caesar salad and the, uh, the, the loaf. I'm like, I'm going to need another one of those loaves right away. And do you have the soup too? Do you guys have the Italian wedding? She's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to take a bowl of that right now. I looked like a, like a, a caricature cartoon version of what you would think a fat pig would be. Just, Give me more. Like just dropping off. She's running, dropping off, you know, loaves of bread, bowls of soup. Caesar salad. And, and the funny thing too, is she shows up with my entree as well at the same time. So I'm sitting here with a, with a big plate, you know, dish of soup, a big dish of Caesar salad, these loaves of bread, everything. Like I was, I was guys, I was eating like a fucking pregnant walrus. <laughs> like I couldn't, I just, and it was so funny too, because I was kind of trying to, to hurry. I wasn't eating like an absolute animal, but just the quantity of food in front of me. I was like, okay, I actually maybe have jumped the gun. I will have time to, to you know, I don't have to freaking have it all in front of me at once, just the way I look too. And I also kind of, <laughs> it's just funny to me because she was so cool, but she's like, oh no, I totally, I would do the same thing. You guys running late for a movie. I get it. Just bring it all out and we'll figure it out later. But my brother and his wife were already done by the time I got there. So it basically just looked, <laughs> I think too, they were a little anxious to make sure that we got to the movie on time. Uh, my brother was frantically trying to buy the tickets on the app or whatever. So we wouldn't have a problem once we got in. So it was just funny. It just looks like there's these two people sitting at a table watching this one, <laughs> one person just angrily scarf up bread and, and soup and all this stuff. I thought it was fucking hysterical. It was embarrassing because I was just trying to have my meal before we had to get to the movie. But just having all that food in front of me and like trying to carry a conversation while, while Oh, it was, uh, it was fun. It was probably embarrassing for them, but, uh, you know, that's what they get when they, uh, when they invite me out. 
You know, you never know. Josh, would you like to join us for all you can eat buffet with a time frame? Mm, sure. Sure. I mean, you might want to think that one through though next time. Um, anyways, we went to go see the dark tower. Uh, that was the, we went to go see, I read those books. Um, when I was a young feller, uh, I didn't read all of them because at the time they didn't all exist. Uh, Stephen King wrote those a long time ago. Hey, would I have the fact number for you? Nope. Didn't look it up. I believe he wrote the first one either like late eighties or early nineties. And, um, first one was called the gunslinger. The, the second one was called the drawing of three. Then there was the wastelands wizard and glass, uh, wolves of the Kala is the one that I'm on now. And then there's song of Susanna and the dark tower. So seven books in this series. And I, I have nothing but good things to say about the stories that I've read in the books. They were all great stories, really engaging, really imaginative. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And so when I saw the trailer for the movie, I could just see what they were saying in the trailer. I'm like, this already doesn't, that's not what happens in the books. Like this is sort of ridiculous, but I'm like, so I wasn't super jazzed, but I'm like, I love the books. Let's just, maybe let's just go see. Maybe they turned it into something good. I got to say, guys, holy fuck. Um, the only thing that that's, that's similar to the book, at least the, all the four and a half books that I read um, was that there's a gunslinger, there's a kid named Jake, there's a dark man and there's a dark tower or the man in black, I should say. And the dark tower, like there's, there's four characters, but everything else in the movie had nothing to do with it. And I'm talking everything, you know, even the look of the characters, like the, what they had them dressed in was, was different than what was described in the book. It would be like me making a Lord of the Rings movie. You know what I mean? And, uh, and here's the story, right? Everyone knows the story. There's the fucking rings and Frodo has to throw it in a mountain to, to keep the fucking devil eye from coming back. Right. It's an oversimplification, but you know, the point being is it's a real, it's a real good book about walking, um, walking in wars. It's like Braveheart with goblins and trolls and stuff like that. And then a bunch of little, what are they fucking called? Hobbits. I was fucking, whatever. The point that I'm getting is imagine that that's the story of, of Lord of the Rings. And then I make a movie and the movie is, oh, this guy wants to marry this girl, but she's being held captive by a sorceress. And in order to, you know, free her, wake her up, he's got to put this ring on her finger. So, you know, he asks his cousin to come with him. You know, I don't know. Fuck. I'm going a little off the rails here. But the point being is that has nothing to do with Lord of the Rings. Well, that's how accurate this was in, in the gunslinger or the dark tower. I should say, I really, I like, I, I think like five, 10 minutes in, I'm like, like every, every two seconds, I'm looking at my brother go, that's not in the fucking book. That's not in the book. None of this happens. That's not in it. Never heard of that character. Uh, that guy was already dead. Um, and what the fuck is this? Like just after like five, 10 minutes, I just stopped myself. Cause I'm like, I'm, I can't go through the whole movie ruining it for him. He hasn't read the books. Let him watch this fucking abortion. It was, it was awful. He even sent me a, a video the next day of like someone's review. Cause it's funny. I, I looked up, um, I don't know if you guys do this, but before I go see a movie, uh, I go to rottentomatoes.com and just take a look and see what the movie's being rated. Cause on rotten tomatoes, they're not a sponsor. I shouldn't be just, well, whatever. Fuck just, I do this because I love you. Anyways, rotten tomatoes. Uh, dot com. They have like a score out of a hundred, excuse me for movies. And the score is based on critics reviews and audience reviews combined. So when you look at that number, generally speaking, it's like an overall consensus. Um, sorry, my throat's bugging me. I just have a sip of water here. 
Mm. Um, you're basically getting a general idea of how good it is. Whatever that percentage is, I think something has to be like 60% or higher for it to have a red tomato. Otherwise, it's this green squished thing. It's a rotten tomato, I guess. But um, anyways, I will jump on that website before I go see any movie just to see you know, how, how good is it doing? You know what I mean? Most horror movies get like somewhere between 15 and 20%. Um, so you usually know horror movies are very hard to make a good one. They get shit on a lot. Same thing. Like a lot of shitty comedies and, and stuff like that, you know, and then you'll have your like Marvel movies or whatever that come out. There's somewhere usually between 80 and 90% just as a general idea. So I, I don't remember when I looked, but I looked a while back at the dark tower and it got, uh, I think it was like somewhere in the high seventies or, or high eighties. So I'm like, well, it might not be the story that, you know, I'm used to in the book, but it's getting good reviews. Well, the day after I saw the movie, I went on uh, rotten tomatoes and looked and it was at like 12% or something like that. It, it changes. Of course, the more people review it, but it went, it took a huge nosedive. And again, having, if I had seen that first, I'd be like, well, let's just fucking ignore it. Um, so anyways, long story short is if you go see the dark tower, a, you wasted your money, uh, B it's nothing like the books. It really isn't. Um, and not to say, Hey, start reading the books. But, um, like I, I truthfully would say that like Stephen King's story of the, the gunslinger and his, his group. Um, and of course none of his group is in this movie, by the way, like it's supposed to be like a standalone movie. They talked about having a sequel and I'm like, Oh God. That would be off. This movie took like 10 years to make, by the way. They haven't been filming it this whole time. Just it changed so many hands, so many rights things. Um, but I, when I first read these books, I was like, they, they could rival Lord of the Rings for the terms, just in terms of the story and the progress and things like that. Um, but yeah, after seeing the movie, I was like, this, this sucks. Um, it's like, it's guys, it's like, it's not even that I was disappointed. Everyone knows I'm not saying the books. Of course the books were better. There's like seven books and that was a two hour movie, you know? But the, uh, what can I say? You know, um, I, I thought that it would have rivaled Lord of the Rings in terms of just a, a good story. Um, the, the action wasn't even good. Do you know what I mean? Like if, 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 like if I was being a bitch about it because I didn't like the fact that it wasn't like the book, that'd be one thing. And I, I would be pretty aware of that. But the idea was like, there was so many things in the movie that made no sense. Like, for example, there are two things that, that they had in the movie alongside the characters that were in fact in the book, that mantra that, that Roland, the gunslinger says about, uh, you know, I don't, I don't aim with my hand. Uh, he who aims with his hand has forgotten the face of his father. I aim with my eye. And then he keeps going, you know, I don't, I don't shoot with my finger. I don't fucking kill with my, my brain or my head or whatever the fuck it is. Um, that was in the book and the movie, they put, keep putting it over and over and over again. And it's like, it wasn't like that at all. It was like something that they were taught as kids, you know, and that was it. But anyways, um, and then the other thing they had was the first line from the book, which said, uh, the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed something like that. Um, and they use that somewhere in the middle of the movie, but, um, anyways, not to get too off here. Some of you guys might be like, I don't give a fuck about the book. I don't give a fuck about the movie. Talk about something else. Fine. I will do that. But, uh, I would, I would just say, guys, save, save your money. Um, it was even, it was just a stupid watch. I would hate for, you know, someone who's actually interested in that kind of stuff, like interesting ideas to see that movie and go, well, I'm not fucking interested in the story because that story was amazing. It was really, really cool to read. And, uh, and the movie was a complete abortion had not had nothing to do with the books, nothing. So anyways, all right. What else did I do? 
I, uh, I went to on Thursday. Okay. Get this. This is a story I want to share with you guys. I think I mentioned before that I was, um, I know nothing about cars. I know how to drive them, but I don't really hold, know a whole lot about how they work. Um, so I'm kind of at the whim of my, uh, my service team after all the driving I did, the, the trips and things like that, I uh, definitely was time for an oil change. So I brought it in on Thursday to my dealership and, um, they explained to me last time that there's little codes that come up on the, the dash that I can see that tell me what needs to be done. So the other day I brought the car in, uh, that was on Thursday to my, um, dealership and I was, I was expecting, you know, I need, I know I needed to get the car or the tires rotated. Um, you're supposed to do that like every 8,000 kilometers. And I, I I think I'm like 12 or 13,000. I haven't done it yet. And I know the seasons, excuse me. I know the season's over soon, but, uh, either way, I, I'm going to probably put another, at least two to 3000 kilometers on it before the winters go on. So I'm trying to make sure that I don't wear them the fuck out. So I go in and I go, look, I definitely need an oil change. I think I might need the tires rotated. Let me know if, if I need an alignment or anything like that. And I got these codes. So. I tell the girl the codes and she goes, Oh, one second. She looks over at this little sheet on the wall. Uh, she explained that she was new, but, but whatever the fucking codes, I mean the same thing to her. She's got a, a grid and she's like, Oh, you need to have your transmission fluid drained. That's what this code means. And then the other one says you have to have, you know, uh, tires rotated in this checkup and that checkup and whatever. So I think like that particular checkup number that came up there was like oil chains, rotation, some other shit. It was like 225 bucks. And then they're like, the transmission fluid was like another 90 or a hundred, something like that. And I know that I'm close to a hundred thousand. You're supposed to drain it every hundred thousand kilometers. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's do that. And I go, oh, and I got a, a fucking brake light out. So, you know, can you do that for me too? She's like, sure. So she's adds us all about about like 400 bucks or something like that. By the time I, I get started and I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be, you know, something. So let's just, let's do this. I, uh. I get home. They were kind enough to get me a, a shuttle or whatever. I get home and I think they called me maybe two hours later to say, Hey, uh, just to let you know, um, they were looking at your, your car and your, your brake brake fluid need is super dirty and low. It needs to be replaced. That's another 120 something bucks or whatever. I'm like, all right, you know, if I have to get done, then, then let's do it. She says, also, you do need an alignment after all. It's not uh, included. That's another hundred bucks. And I'm like, okay, let's fucking do that too. Then let's get it all done. Right. Just, you know, when you're bent over getting fucked, right. What's the difference between 12 guys and 11 guys. Right. Right. Just <laughs> odd, uh, odd metaphor to just pop into my head, but that's what it fucking feels like sometimes. Right. They, you go in with one thing and they add like one or two more things. Right. And then they call you later and go, it's going to be another thing. And they go, well, we'll, we'll let you know what's going on with it. They call you back for the answer on one thing. And they add two more. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. And then she says to me, so I go in for a $60 oil change. I'm going now I'm at, I'm at, uh, you know, the, the full, you know, rotation, blah, blah, blah package. I got to put new transmission fluid in. I got to put new brake fluid in. I got to get an alignment. And then she says, oh yeah. And the brake light too. I forgot about that. Um, and then she says to me, also, one of the techs noticed that you have a burnt out bulb for your climate control. And uh, off the top of my head, I didn't know what the fuck climate control is. I know what it means, but I thought maybe it was a different system or whatever. I mean, you mean like the air conditioner light or the the fog, you know, what is it? Like the anti-fog warmers on my mirrors. And she's like, well, yeah, the, the air conditioner light. And I, she goes, yeah, it's burnt out. And I said, okay, well, what's that going to cost? She's like, well, in order to fix that, they have to take off the dash and everything. So it's $140. I go, fuck. No, I do not give a shit. Fuck the light. I go, fuck the light. 
My button pushes in, it pushes out. It's not like it's just a tap one and I'd need to know. I go, pushes in, it pushes out. I'll fucking know when it's on or off. So I said, forget it. Um, day goes by. They come get me at the, the time the shuttle brings me back. And uh, I asked the guy who is there, who usually takes care of me. Um, I go, hey, dude, is there any way that, you know, you can knock some of this off? I'm at, I think I ended up being at like $638. You go in for 60 bucks, you come up 600. So I was, I was basically spending 10 times more than I had anticipated that day. I knew it might be a little more with some other things, but, but definitely nowhere near that. So I asked the dude, Hey man, can you, can you help me out a little bit? I know that sometimes you guys have a little bit of leeway with some of these things. And he's, he goes over my building. He goes, yeah, I, he goes, everything here is like skewed items. You know, or men, you said something about menu or something like that, where they're all just, they're all in, in together. It's not like, you know, individualized labor and part and da, 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 da. It's all these package things. It's really not a lot of do. Well, what about the, the brake light? I said, I'll pay for the light, but can you, can you throw away the labor on that? Like I'm, he goes, yeah, I think I do that. So he knocks 20 bucks off of it. It's not huge, but I appreciated the, the, the gesture. Cause I mean, again, they, they, they bent me over, man. They let the whole fucking train, uh, <laughs> have a turn. So yeah, it's like, it's like number 12 drives you home afterwards. Oh, we're going to stay with this prison rape fucking theme. Um, anyways, so I'm, I'm driving home. I call crystal right away. The lady, right. I call her and say, Hey, you know, I, I can't fucking believe like how much this cost. And I go to, uh, I go to turn the, the AC on, right. I push the button in and sure enough, the night's not working. I push it in and out a couple of times. Light doesn't come on. And I go, well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll just know by the feel whether or not the, the thing's on. So I, I click the button in and I go to feel the vents. There's nothing blowing out of them. I turn the fan on. And as soon as I turn the fan on, the light comes on. And, uh, I don't know if, if, if this is the same in all vehicles, maybe it was just this particular model that was like this, but, um, I, I test it out and I turn the fan off and the light goes off. So my air conditioner light only comes on when the fan is on, which makes sense, right? Because what, you know, if the light stays off, you're, you're not going to kick on your fucking AC. There's no, uh, you know, you're not blowing it anyway. You're just wasting money. So the AC only comes on the light. It's as well. When you get the fan on, I lost my fucking shit. I lost my shit. Um, because I was thinking to myself, like at first I was just mad. I'm like, Oh, thank God I didn't do it. Right. Like I can't believe this. And then I was like, you know what? I go to the dealership because over the years, like they've been relatively decent to me in terms of, you know, being honest about what I need and what I don't. And, uh, this was like, you know, the end of the day. So I didn't have anything to say at that point. I was just kind of more, more glad I hadn't spent the money because they could, they would have replaced that, that bulb. I never would have known that there was actually nothing wrong with it. So the, you know, it, it sat with me overnight. The next day I called and I spoke to the guy who gave me the discount. And I said, look, dude, I got to tell you something happened yesterday and I'm, I'm pretty fucking upset about it. Um, you know, I'm not crying in the shower, still not crying guys, still haven't been able to cry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I was like, you know, I, I know that you guys charge more. You're in a dealership for anyone who doesn't know dealerships are going to cost more money to get your car fixed because they have to pay for all the overhead of their giant buildings and stuff like that. So I said to the guy, I go, look, I come to the dealership. I know I can go elsewhere. I come to you guys. I'm willing to pay a little bit more because we've built this trust that, you know, I believe you guys aren't going to tell me I need shit that I don't need. And I go, I came in yesterday and I didn't have enough money to pay for the light. I go, if I had, I would have, I would have done it just because I didn't want the car to have something wrong with it, but I just didn't have what I needed to get that done too. So I passed. That was the least important thing I passed on my way home, turned on the fan, tried the button button worked, goes off because the fan, I go, so whoever looked at it didn't fucking know that 
if the fan's off, the light doesn't work. And I said that the idea that I would have paid that and never known something's wrong. I go, I, I, I have no reason to believe that you like you guys are ever trustworthy again. Why would I ever come back here knowing that you guys are going to tell me something needs to be fixed that doesn't fucking need to be fixed? I go, how did I troubleshoot it? It's like the same as the allergy stuff. I think I, I talked about that before. I know I brought it up at the beginning of this episode, but I don't know if I actually talked about it in depth. Um, but yeah, I mean, like how the fuck do, uh, do I figure that out? And then he looked into it and he goes, oh, it was our, it was our, our foreman that was looking at it, that, that diagnosed it. And I go, this is unreal. He goes, listen, next time you come in, come see me. I'll take care of you, which I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like if he's going to be the guy who does my paperwork, big fucking deal. But I was basically like, I, I said, I'm not asking for anything for free, but just know the position I'm in. Why would I ever come back and trust the work here ever again? So that was pretty fucked up. I don't even know, you know what to say. I mean, if you guys are, are in that same boat, right? If any of you guys are like me and you don't really know a whole lot of shit. I mean, if you ever get something fishy like that, maybe, maybe try testing it or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's really, it's, it's a tough thing. It's like, what do you do in that situation? You know, I don't know. That's where I say, guys, I really fucking hate. It sucks not knowing something about a particular thing, especially something as important as a car with my line of work, right? Doing the ride sharing, driving uh, to, to gigs and stuff. Like I need my car to work and it really sucks to not know much about it. So I guess I'm, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to learn a little bit, learn a little bit about cars, but fuck's sakes. That's why you need a guy you can trust. You know what I mean? Everyone's got their guy that they can trust. So. I think as soon as the uh, manufacturer's warranty's up on this, I'm going to have to fucking look for a, a good mechanic, you know? Anyways, that was my, that was my Thursday. Thursday was a fucking stress day. Um, on Friday, I, uh, had my episode with Mike Damber come out. I hope you guys had an opportunity to listen to that and enjoy it. I had a good time chatting with Mike. Mike's an old friend in comedy, super funny guy, very interesting story about how he got started. So if you haven't listened to that yet, check out the Mike Damber interview that we did, uh, that released on Friday and, uh, and then Friday night. All right. You guys have been listening to this for a long time. I went to my friend, Chris, uh, Chris's house. I met his lovely wife, Rebecca, and we played, uh, Crystal and I played some board games with them. Chris is the one who's been submitting those board game explanations, uh, for a few weeks now. Well, actually it's submitted at once, but I've been breaking it up into sections. So after playing some uh, board games at Mika's place, it's like I said, the universe seems to want me to be involved in board games. I tried uh, the two different games that he had suggested, uh, Pandemic and Code Names. Um, won't won't go into them too much, guys, but they they were actually a lot of fun. We sat, we had some drinks, played some board games. Uh, Chris has this like, I don't even remember what the fuck it was called. I'm sure he can he can mention it in an email sometime, or whatever, but. He had this like giant, like mouse pad thing that was on a roll. It was like a mouse pad. Uh, what the fuck do they call it? Tablecloth. So he rolls it over the thing so that like, if you're, if you have cards or something laying flat, you can actually like squish into the material, pick them up. Cause he's like, yeah, try picking a card up off the table when it's laying on a flat surface. You can't grip it with your nails or whatever, but this thing, it's got some gives. I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. And they were in the world that he would, <laughs> and he brought it out on like a dowel. So it was like all rolled up on a dowel, like a. Like a scroll, you know, Jester goes up to the king. All right. And they roll the scroll down on the big fucking pole. Anyways, uh, it, it was, it was cool. He was very, very, uh, he's definitely got a, a big collection of, of board games and we did have a good time. I'm not, I'm not ripping on it. We had a good time. We had some drinks. Uh, the, the more drinks we all had, the worse we all got at these board games. And a lot of them were very descriptive sort of cards against humanity style where you're, where you're come, but you're coming up with clues and shit yourself. I don't know. I read the explanations of those games, guys feel free to go back and listen to them. But I, I do have to say that after being, uh, 
after playing them firsthand, they were a lot of fun. Um, and it's, and it was kind of cool to sit and like I said, socialize via board games instead of like everyone being on their devices and stuff like that. It was cool. It was a great night. Crystal and I had a good time. Uh, so thank you, Chris. It was great, uh, you know, having the opportunity to, to see you again and, and hang out. We will definitely do it again. Um, just had a, a great time. Uh, thank you so much for that. And thanks for showing me the board games. I will definitely, uh, look into the more. I told them though, I'm like, okay, no board game talk for a while. Cause the podcast listeners do not give a shit and they're not going to stay tuned. If we're only talking about pa or what do you call it? Board games, but do check them out guys. If you do have the slightest interest in, in doing something new, I got to say over the last couple of weeks, you know, just renting, I'm ending up in these situations where we're playing games and stuff like that. It was fun. It was really cool to just kind of do something that didn't require electricity and, and devices and stuff like that. Um, Saturday. Oh, what happened Saturday? A little, uh, boxing match with, uh, Mayweather and McGregor. Uh, I went to go see my buddies, uh, Peter, Ivan Stewart and Graham. Uh, Peter was kind enough to host the event and, uh, I haven't watched boxing in a super long time. And I don't mean that like I used to be a fan. I mean, like I've maybe watched three or four boxing matches in my entire life. Um, I, I find UFC boring. Uh, not to attack anyone who, you know, brought up, man, just watching guys beat the shit out of each other. I, I don't give a shit. Um, I've watched UFC before. It's mildly entertaining for me. I could, I could take or leave it. Um, I saw on Facebook, like probably everybody else, all the shit talking that McGregor was doing leading up to the fight. You're boxing's biggest bitch. You're a big fo- You can't even fucking read, <laughs> you know, all those things on the internet. So Oh, sorry. My throat is so fucking itchy. Yeah. I, I got like this tickle in the back of my throat. It goes up into my ear canals. Everything's just itchy and tickly. The breathing's a little labored. Sorry to be complaining about it, but just if I stop and make noise, it just goes like, oh, just can't fathom, fathom the pain anymore. I can fathom it. That means understand, right? I can fathom it. I can, I can put it into words in my own mind. I just can't hack it. Can't stomach it can't tolerate the pain anyways uh, mcgregor's fight i actually you know what let's let's go back i watched all the fights i don't remember the first two fights but i do remember this was guy who came out wearing like a fucking cookie monster hood <laughs> i don't know if any of you guys watched it um and i'm sorry for anybody knows there was a guy who came out wearing like what looked like a hoodie just but just the top of the, like, the hood part made out of the exact same material that cookie monster is made out of and, and then he had these two like strips on the side of his boxing trunks made out of the same material. So he's running out looking like Cookie Monster. I don't know what the fuck was going on. He fought, he fought a Latin guy. Uh, boxing, you, there's no kicking. There's no like hammer, pu- hammer punching or whatever they call it. Hammer downs or whatever. Um, so you only punch the guy, you know, forward, whatever. Again, most, the only people who give a shit about my opinion of the boxing, probably people who know boxing already know that you can't do that. So it is interesting after like, not seeing boxing for so long and, and seeing more, you know, UFC stuff. You just see guys taking swings and punches where they can. Right. So it was kind of funny to watch these guys just that they're, they're punching, they're fighting this, this cookie monster guy. He won the match because like the, the one guy, he punched them in the back of the head. And then the guy like fell down to his knees. I don't know. So much arrogance. He kept sticking his hands behind his back and sticking his face way out. Like, like, look here, punch me. My hands are behind my back, you know? And then he punches the the other guy in the back of the head and then wins the fight. And he, I think he even mocked him when he went down. He like dropped to his knees next to him and put his hands behind his head, like mocking him. Um, I don't know. He's a piece of shit. And then he, and then they, they show him the replay where he punches the guy in the back of the head 
And he's like, oh, no, see, that's not why he died. You know, he that's why he died. That's not why he lost, man. I mean, he was, I, I finished him before that. I, could, I know for sure that's not why he, that's not, that's not why he lost. It's like, you, you know, for sure that when you punched him in the back of the head, that wasn't it. He's like, oh, no, he was already done. When I hit him there, that was just, that was just mold. I mean, that's just, I can't, I can't take the shit talking in some of these sports, man. Like, just like the whole fucking, I don't give a fuck about you. Fuck you. And I, yeah, no, no, I'm super good. And I'm this, I'm like the level of, of fucking ego that goes into some of these athletes. And it's the same thing in all sports. Don't be wrong. I'm not blaming the fighters. I'm just saying, just generally speaking, there's a lot of athletes with, with some severe fucking ego. And of course, at the same time, some insecurity issues and shit like that. Like I, I watched the Mayweather McGregor one. I'm not going to go round for round or anything like that. I don't, I don't know what to expect. I, I did hear this at the beginning of the fight. Cause I didn't look a lot into it. Uh, McGregor is from the UFC Floyd Mayweather's 49 fights, zero losses. So undefeated, uh, in boxing, uh, McGregor is going into, uh, a new sport that he's not familiar with. He's familiar with UFC where he can use his feet, his legs, his tackles, his grapples, all that fucking fun shit. And, uh, he's, he's going to go up against the best boxing record 49 and 0. And a guy who's super fast. So I heard at the beginning that McGregor had a couple inches reach on Mayweather, which means that he can basically punch farther than him. So he's got a little bit of a, you know, a distance advantage. Um, he's also a great fighter, but he's not a boxer. So you can see right away, like as soon as the, the, the fight started, McGregor's already trying to, you know, he kept, kept hitting them doing the hammer punch on the back of the guy's head. And the ref had to keep saying, Hey man, stop hitting them in the back of the head. Stop. Like you can see this UFC shit bleeding through. Like I, I half expected him to, 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 you know, go up and throw a kick at him or something at one point, but they kept going, you know, nothing really spectacular, a few hits from each one of them here and there. And that's the thing. I love boxing movies. I love Rocky. I like Cinderella man was a good one. I haven't seen the fighter. Um, but there's a couple other boxing movies that I've seen million dollar baby where in those movies, the fights, Oh, bleed for this. I saw it with my buddy, Paul Verzi, Paul and I went, uh, to see bleed for this in a movie theater in Toronto. It was just the two of us in there. But, um, the boxing movies always make the fights look like there's just action nonstop, nice, big uppercuts hits to the face, exciting match. They're not, there's a lot of just, you know, tap dancing around <laughs> on their tippy toes, you know? putting their hands up, trying to I mean, a little shuffle, a little bob side to side. And every now and again, they punch themselves. It's kind of like a nightclub, a lot of dancing. Every now and again, someone throws a fist. That's, that's basically boxing to me. And, uh, I, I don't know. I really didn't, um, uh, I really didn't think much of the fight. And then I, of course, you know, eight or nine rounds in, you could see McGregor getting tired. And then he started, you know, Floyd Mayweather started really landing some hits on him, you know, getting them tired. Um, UFC fights are shorter than, than boxing fights, right? I mean, I think UFC is 15 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, five, three, five minute rounds. And, uh, and boxing is, I think this one was 12, 12, three minute rounds. So 36 minutes total. So more than double. And I think it was, uh, you could see him getting tired and the ref stopped the fight when, uh, when McGregor got a few punches landed on him in a row, he didn't fall down, didn't drop down. And of course that was his saving grace after the fight to be like, he didn't, it didn't knock me down. You know, I was fatigued. That's all. I mean, he's got a way better composure, you know, you know, he's, he does a lot more. His composure is way better, but he, but he didn't knock me down. You know, I didn't, I didn't hit the mat. So, you know, I, I wish he hadn't stopped the fight, but, uh, you know, I had a good time and he was very composed or whatever. Like, you know, I'm, I'm talking fine now, right? I'm not knocked out or nothing like that. I'm not, you know, struggling for my words. Um, so it was kind of like, it was after all the hype, I found it to be an incredibly, the whole thing, a uh, hundred bucks pay-per-view, 
but I found the entire thing to be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly boring. Um, did not live up to the hype. And uh, Floyd Mayweather, congratulations to him. You know, 50, 50 fights in 0, nice little 50 and 0. Said it'd be his last fight ever. Um, I mean, I, I maybe I'm looking at it as a simpleton, but in terms of sure, sheer entertainment value, like I've had friends who are like, man, the UFC is so you know, interesting. I go, I don't know. It looks like two guys hugging on the ground for three and a half minutes at a time or four minutes, whatever the fuck, five, five minutes, changes. You know, it looks like two guys and they go, no, but it's, it's really intricate. There's a lot of technical aspects to it. You know, and I go, yeah, I mean, but so is a fridge, you know, but I'm not going to stare at it for entertainment. I don't give a fuck what it's doing and how technical it is. It's fucking boring to look at, you know, just two guys hugging on the ground. I remember way back in the day when you could kick guys in the nuts and punch them, you know, barehanded and shit in the face. I'm like, yeah, that's ultimate fighting. Now it's like the ultimate, you know, hugging each other and just, you know, talk it out. I don't know. It was, it was really, uh, I found the boxing even more boring. So I don't know, guys, I'm sorry. I'm not a, you know, a boxing commentator or anything like that. I just, uh, I, I was excited for it because of all the hype really felt like it didn't live up to it. And it's funny because the next day I actually saw talking about that insecurity thing with athletes, Floyd Mayweather made like what? $250 million, $250 million off of that fight. No shit. He came out of retirement for it. Now he's 50, 50 and oh, I saw someone post an Instagram video of Floyd Mayweather in his hotel room, just standing there throwing money. at I think it was like something like 10. All you see is 10 women facing away from the camera, all of them asses twerking and G strings and him just throwing money on them. And obviously someone filming him for an Instagram purpose or whatever it was. And I was like, that's the most insecure shit I've ever seen. Like dad, yeah, you just made $250 million. But like how much posturing do you really have to have? I made this money. Now I'm throwing it. I'm wasting it on bitches. Like dude, fucking just be proud. Be a man, you know? I don't know. I, maybe it's just me guys. Maybe people are out there like, yeah, yeah. Money and bitches. And like, I just, I, I felt bad for the girls too. I'm like, you know what? You're just standing there shaking your ass. So a, a guy can throw money at you. Like everybody, I felt sad for everybody in that. I mean, again, I'm feeling bad for a guy who just made 250 million, but at the same time, like, dude, that you have to do that. The making it rain shit on, on bitches twerking. I don't know. It just seemed to like overall, I don't know. You, you want to think that these guys are, you know, like superheroes or something afterwards, you know, like what a great athlete, the guy's got a great life, whatever, you know, I don't know. Just, it just seemed very rap video ish, you know, like that's what I find. I, I, I like hip hop beats. They sound great, but a lot of them, I start listening to the words and all of them are talking about how much money they have and how much, you know, material items and how many bitches and how gay, like uh, posturing. You know, rap music is some of the most insecure music. Like, why, why do I have to listen about how much money you have? Tell me about your day. How was your day today? I'm, I'm more interested in that to know than how much money you have. Do you know what I mean? Like make the cover of your fucking album, your bank statement. Then if you're so insecure, show me your fucking balance. Right? Like, I, I just, I don't get that shit. Some people love it. I don't. So maybe that's why I just don't like the fucking sports and shit like that. I have to, I have to really buy into the fact that, you know, these guys, these guys are craving my approval. The fucking guy who sits down and orders two loaves of bread, soup, salad. <laughs> I'm in a hurry. I got a movie to go see. Oh, wait, let me, let me like fucking Johnny, Johnny make it rains Instagram post. He needs my fucking approval anyways. So that's what I thought of the, the fight and uh, Sunday. We're still talking about my week. Guys I had a busy week. Lots to you run my mouth about Sunday. I, um, I did a, a dry run like a dress rehearsal. Um, I'm going to be hosting an event in Ottawa. Um, the, the counter-strike global offensive. It's a 
video game, I guess, for computers. Um, they're having uh, tournaments across Canada in the Cineplex theaters, and I will be the host of the event September 10th uh, here in Ottawa. So uh, I'm not really supposed to talk about this from any kind of authoritative sense, but all I can say is if you guys happen to be at the Scotiabank Theater on September 10th and looking for something fun to, to watch, there's a, a tournament there. I think there's going to be prizes and stuff for people to come out. And uh, yeah, I'm going to run my mouth about a video game. You know, it's a little bit of fun, a good way to earn some money, but we did the uh, dress rehearsal for it on Sunday and, uh, I had an opportunity to, uh, like, obviously, you know, we helped build the, the computers and stuff like that, but then there was kind of a, a moment where we had to download a bunch of software and that's not my forte. So I went up with one of our caster or not casters, uh, switchers. So we got to go up into the projection booth upstairs. I gotta tell you super cool back there. Um, just in the sense that like, there's all these giant things like movies don't come on reels or anything like that. They come on these hard drives. So you can see like what movie is, is on there and what, what trailers are on. And there's like stickers that had them all on there, but there's nobody. This is one of the, the things, I don't know if you guys know, there's nobody up there anymore. Like there's all these big projectors and they're all just because they have a hard drive connected to them. They're all just, they all just start at the movie start time. So like you're sitting there and there's a speaker up there. That's like theater 12 starting movie, you know, starting program, whatever, blah, fuck. I can't remember exactly what it's saying, but it's really cool. Like all the big projectors. And it was one of those big 12 theater, you know, uh, plexes. So I was sitting there and we were, we were on our theater. We had uh, software and some computers set up so that would broadcast, um, like the different gaming programs and advertisements and stuff like that, that we had. So it was, it was pretty funny. I just took, we, we upload graphics. I just took the one man podcast, uh, logo and I stuck it on the projector for the theater that we were all working in. <laughs> Never miss an opportunity to promote. I am so happy to show this thing off at every capacity possible. So I put the, uh, the one man podcast onto the projector and, and broadcasted it to the, uh, into the theater when everyone was working. So that was kind of fun. Uh, there's pictures on Instagram of that. So feel free to, uh, to have a peek at that. I think on, on Twitter, we've got actually a different angle as well from sitting right in the front row seats up at the, the screen, which is very cool. And then I got one where you can actually see the little like reflective diffuser lens thing. And then it broadcast out into the theater. That was fun. I had fun doing that. Of course, uh, that's what they're paying me for is to sit around and, and promote my own shit. Um, there was one point. Okay. So here's what happened. We got there at eight o'clock in the morning. And as you guys know, most movie theaters are not open at eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. So when we got there, myself and another team member, we, that we got there, the front door was, was open, like going off to the side, right? It wasn't like all doors were open. It's like six front doors. The one to the far left was open. So we walk in, you know, there's no cars in the parking lot or whatever. We, we walk in, meet our team in the theater, start putting stuff together. I think by the time the theater was open at like a, you know, noon or something like that, um, the, the team was mostly there. There was maybe 15 of us all together, all said and done. So not horrible. Um, at one point, this guy walks in and goes, uh, how did you guys all get in here? And, uh, our leader, Kirsten, who's an absolute sweetheart was like, oh, we were let in by, by the manager. And, uh, he goes, no, no, no. Who let you in specifically? She's like, you know, names the guy. I don't want to name him here, but names the guy who let us in. No reason not to let us in. She starts freaking out. Oh, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be in here. He goes, she goes, yeah, we, we are. We're part of this event. He goes, no, no, I, I need you to tell me. Who let you in? She's like, I already told you. This guy was freaking out about nothing, you know? So eventually he's like, I'm just gonna have to check the cameras and see who let you in. 
And she's like, I just told you who's letting us in. So anyways, the day goes on, uh, you know, we're setting stuff up again. I had done the projection stuff after this or whatever, but, uh, at one point there's a, there's a chapters across the way. So I, let, I went to get a coffee myself and one of the other guys was working with, we went to get coffees at the uh, Starbucks, the chapters. And, uh, we come back and everyone couldn't wait to say to me, oh, you missed it. And I go, what? She goes, that guy came back and he absolutely lost his shit. I go, well, well, tell me about it. And they go, yeah, he started screaming at Kristen, would not let her speak. How how did you get in here? Why are you here? You know, like the guy had no no idea what was going on. Screaming at her in front of the entire team. Remember, she's in charge and we're also a separate event company. We don't work for Cineplex. We work for a, a different event company that partners with Cineplex to do this. So he starts screaming at her, you know, wouldn't let her speak. How did you get in here? Who let you in? You know, you're supposed to go to a minute and we're like, we haven't done anything wrong. We were let in, you know, it's not our problem that we walked in. Someone else let us in. If you have an issue with it, find out on your team who let us in. We don't have fucking keys ourselves, you know, but he was, this is, this is what I understood. He was screaming at her, wouldn't let her speak. And then she, she said that when she was finally able to get any words out, she said, how is this my fault? And he started yelling back. I am a full-time manager here and you will not speak to me. That Eventually he ended up storming off. And I was pretty upset to find out like, cause I was like a few different things. First off, uh, she was saying that she, she didn't necessarily feel intimidated. She's like, how do you yell at like, she's, you know, they were in a the theater. So he was standing at the, stop, the top of the stairs. She was down in the pit in the bottom where we were all working. He's screaming at her. It's like, how do you yell down at me? Secondly, I'm, I'm a, I'm a woman. Like, how did, how did you, did you just scream at me like that? You know, like that's, that could be intimidating. And secondly, I, the issue that I took with it was the fact that she's here with her team. We're a separate event company and you're screaming at her without good cause in front of her team. You know, there's no reason why this guy couldn't have been like, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Take her outside and go, what the fuck is going on? How did you guys get in? Like, at least it's one-on-one, you know, or even to just say, Hey, look, going forward, I need you guys to make sure that you've got a manager who lets you in. You can't just come in if the door's unlocked, which wasn't the case. She was actually let in. She was the first one let in. Um, but anyways, the fact of the matter is I'm a big believer in, in punish or sorry, uh, praise in public punish in private. So if you're any kind of manager listening to this and you're, you're in charge of people, whatever praise in public, give people great feedback, you know, let make them feel good in front of their peers. But if you have something negative to say, if you have to reprimand someone, do it in private. This guy walks in without a good reason, starts screaming at, at Kristen in front of her entire team, myself included. Well, no, I wasn't there, but do what I'm saying? Like she's in charge of everything. I, the, the top person on our team is her and she's getting berated. You know what I mean? In front of the team. And I was really not cool with that. I mean, luckily she was super cool. She's got a good, she's very like down to earth, but in terms of, of having to take shit like that, I think that's crazy. Like, I don't know about you guys, but to, to think that someone just walks in and starts screaming and yelling at somebody, I don't know. That was one thing that sort of put a, it put a sour taste in our mouths for us today. I was kind of hoping that, that he would come back in because I have no problem just saying like, Hey, what kind of fucking man are you to, to scream at somebody? You know what I mean? To come down on somebody for something that's not their fault. You know what I mean? You're not from here. Uh, you're not part of our team. You know, if you want to ruin this relationship, then whatever. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Point being was I had a fun time getting ready for this event. I think the event's going to be a huge, uh, huge success and a great time. But uh, I was really disappointed to hear that uh, our liaison, or at least somebody who wasn't even our, our set liaison there was able to be that unprofessional and that rude. Um, and, and hats off to Kristen for being able to, to take it on the chin and not... Uh, really not get upset. Like she was super cool. She's like, I can't believe she's like, I, I'm glad it was me and not someone else. Cause that could have really upset someone. Like, and everyone, everyone there was just 
going like we were all shocked our jaws were dropped we couldn't believe he was talking to her like that so anyways if you're the kind of person who's having a bad day maybe uh you know maybe just check yourself start screaming and yelling for somebody you know or at somebody for something that's not their fault you know just uh, just take a deep breath because you could have uh you could have a guy with a podcast sitting there who was gonna you know talk about how you're a prick to everyone listening you know, at the same time, ruin relationships, lose your job. I don't mean, I don't, I don't want that to happen to the guy. I was kind of hoping he would come back with attitude. So I'd be like, look, man, you have the opportunity to do the right thing and apologize. You know, I get it. Maybe you were a little worried. You're the one in charge of the theater. People are getting in. You don't know how I get that. So you're a little worried. You're a little afraid. You lost your shit. Come back and apologize. Apologize so that, you know, it doesn't look bad on you because we didn't do anything wrong. You know, we're not going to get shit for it, but for you losing your shit and talking to one of the employees or partners, I should say like that. Pretty fucking, uh, pretty fucking nuts. Anyways, that's, uh, that's kind of the fun little, uh, little week that I had, uh, yesterday, Monday, um, I finished finally my George Carlin, uh, last words book. I know I spent so much time just reading a few pages here, a few pages there. I, uh, I had a little bit of time last week, one of the afternoons, I read a few, a uh, few chapters of it. And then yesterday I finished it. So I am, I'm super jazzed for that. I haven't finished a book in God knows how long, um, you know, cause they're hard. Reading's hard. Okay. I stare at the page, my eyes cross and I fall asleep. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I really liked it. It's, uh, just one last time. Cause it is probably the last time I'll be talking about it. Um, it's called last words. It's sort of the uh, biography of George Carlin. It was written uh, posthumous by his friend, Tony Hendra, who over the years they, they got together and George would sort of add more information for this book. Um, George Carlin is one of my influences in comedy and just reading, reading this book, especially the last few chapters talking about like all the struggles that he went through, uh, you know, drugs and depression and, and just, and then sharing the perspectives that he had on, on writing and just life in general and people, you know, how, how everyone takes themselves so seriously and puts themselves in groups. You know, everybody wants to be a part of a group. Individuals are good. As soon as you decide to to put yourself into a group with other people, you start to develop a group mentality. I mean, look at that shit in uh, Charlottesville or whatever, you know, that's, that's, I'm not, I mean, obviously those people are fucking racist, but I would imagine there's a couple of people there who might've been half decent, you know, and just, just got together with the wrong people and, you know, say and do shit to, to fit in. You know, just, that's what, that's what Carlin said. He said on a one-on-one -on -one basis, he can find something interesting and fascinating about everybody, you know, just there's something that they know or whatever that's, that's interesting to him. And I, I find myself to be the same way. I like to talk to people one-on-one -on -one and get to know people, but, but groups and shit, bah, you know, anyways, uh, great book. And here's what I want to do. Um, I want to, I want to give it to somebody else. Um, I'm done with it. I've had it for quite a few years ever since it came out and I finally finished reading it. Um, I I'd love to send it to someone. So if anybody here is like, Oh, that sounds good. And you know, I wouldn't mind reading it. If there's a reader that listens and you'd like the book, uh, contact at one man podcast.com is the email. Just send me your, uh, send me your mailing address and I'll, I'll send the book to you. Um, if there's a, if there's a few people that want to read it, maybe what I'll do is I'll just stick the, uh, the addresses, maybe no names, but I'll stick the addresses in there. I'll send it to one. And then if maybe you guys would be kind enough to send it to the next person, that'd be great. But, um, you know, I'm not a super hippie or anything like that, but you know, the idea that, uh, that there's a book that could be, you know, shared and enjoyed amongst the listeners, especially, you know, someone like George Carlin, who's, uh, such a great comic or whatever, you know, um, anyways, that's that. So George Carlin finally read the fucking last words book. It took me forever. But, uh, you know, it's done. And 
did I ever feel super fucking smart afterwards? Huh? Oh, finishing a book. I'm like, yep, <laughs> that's what I did. I felt so intelligent. So, uh, so knowledgeable, so wise, which is a great way to segue into my partners at portablepress.com. This week, I will be reading from Uncle John's Bathroom Reader, Wise Up, Amazing Facts and Incredible Information. All right, so this is a, a book here, Wise Up, is all about, um, it's basically a list of facts, of course, but you know how every time I read one of these things every week, there's a little footnote at the bottom of the page that's just like a random little fact? Well, this particular book from Uncle John's uh, Bathroom Reader is a, a collection of all those little pieces of information at the bottom of the page, and then they've organized them uh, organized them into lists that make them sort of easier to, uh, well, actually to, to give them context and stuff like that, as opposed to just having sentence after sentence of random fact, they've organized them into different sections. So, uh, this week I'm going to be reading one of those organized lists, uh, from wise up. And this, uh, this article is called the blues. So it's about everything to do with, uh, with blues. So not necessarily blues music, but just the color. Okay. So for starters, the term feeling blue has its roots in nautical traditions. In the old days, when a captain or officer died, the ship flew a blue flag. Uh, people sitting in the first few rows of a blue man group concert get plastic ponchos before the show to protect them from the mess created as the performers bang on the liquid filled tops of drums. Uh, next one is in many languages, people use the same word for the colors blue and green. <laughs> uh, the sky is blue because of the way the human eye perceives color on sunny days, light scatters in such a way that eyes sees only the blue part of the spectrum. Uh, first official blues record, Hart A. Wands, Dallas Blues in 1912. Um, 2002, sorry, in 2002's Die Another Day, James Bond sliced Thomas Gainsborough's painting, The Blue Boy with a Sword. Uh, another one, the Toronto Blue Jays are the only major league baseball team located outside the United States. I think all of us in Canada know that. Um, and for my U.S. listeners, um, yeah. I'm sure again, you do some basic thing in Toronto. You're like, what state is that in? It's not, it's in Canada, that giant piece of land above you that you know a little about. Some of you anyways, most of my U S listeners are in the Northern part and you're all very educated. I got a big strip through the middle of the fucking country. That's not really listening to the podcast. Anyways, I digress. Uh, the world's largest blue sapphire, the blue giant of the Orient at 466 carats. Uh, Canada's largest fruit crop, blueberries. Uh, the term blue jeans comes from the French bleu de Jean, meaning blue of Gene Genoa. Uh, why? Some of the first denim pants were manufactured in Italy and were shipped out of the port of Genoa. And finally, bluebirds were considered a rare species until 1996. And uh, there you have it, guys. That was Uncle John's uh, Wise Up. Amazing facts and incredible information. That one uh, is from my partners, as usual. Portablepress.com. Uh, they have tons of books like this, guys. Like I said, they're great little one to four page readers. Um, you can find anything that you're interested in. History, science, television, sports, the, you know, space, whatever you're interested in, they have books about them. You know, they've got geography based ones. So portablepress.com, you can see what books they have. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, as always, I'm a big fan of them, and I hope that you guys enjoy these segments. I'm always happy to to take requests, so I have a lot of their books and uh, on a, a lot of different subjects. So if you guys are ever like, hey, you know what, maybe read one from this or that, I, you know, uh, this is all about making you happy. You know, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. So if you guys know of any, uh, you know, any, if you've heard one of the books before, I don't know, I'm just trying to engage you, you know. I like, I like making this interesting. I'm getting feedback that you guys are enjoying these things. I never really know, uh, sort of what book to pull from. I try to rotate, right? I just read from the same book for a long time, but that would get boring. So I try to pick a different one every week. And once I go through all of them, then I'll get you, we'll go back to some of the other ones a little later on. I'm, I'm so sorry. The throat's getting so itchy right now. Um, which is a perfect opportunity for me to take a sip and play my sponsor at absolute comedies promo. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Oh yeah. Absolute comedy. Um, speaking of absolute comedy this week, um, I will be interviewing the headliner, Pete Zedlacker, a super funny guy. Uh, you know, he's performed all over North America. That's one of the things I'll be, uh, I'll be sitting down with him tomorrow, which is Wednesday, the day that you guys are listening to this, uh, recording an interview with him that will be available to you Friday. I know I'm the gift that keeps on giving Josh every week. It feels like you give us a bonus episode. Well, Lately, there's been a lot of interesting people around, so I want to uh, talk with them and uh, and get them out there. You know, you guys can find out about them, but if you guys are in the Ottawa area, uh, he's at the Ottawa Absolute Comedy headlining. I believe he might be at one of the other clubs or whatever, but as usual, I haven't done my research. So go to absolutecomedy.ca and you can see if Pete is coming somewhere near you. If you are in the Ottawa area, I strongly, strongly recommend you coming out to see Pete. Jeez, Pete Zedlacker. Almost called him another Pete, who's a buddy of mine, right? That's the way to really endear someone. He hasn't even done the podcast yet. He listened to it in the morning and go, what the fuck did you call me? Anyways, uh, check him out. Pete Zedlacker is at uh, Absolute Comedy Ottawa all this week. So so call 613-233-8000 to make reservations to see that show. He is here until Sunday. Uh, what else have I got? Oh, of course, my wonderful partners at Summersby. Uh, keeping my throat cool during that Mayweather-McGregor fight, right? What else do I say about them? <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I really, guys, I struggle with throwing it to my sponsors. You know, I'm just like, ah, oh, this and that, uh, let's play their ad. You know, I'm sitting there, even that gap just now, I was like, do I just hit the button with that? Or no, that was stupid. Anyways, guys, Summersby, great partner. You know, I love them. Here they are. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you, if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, 
elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now, you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on, and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Spots deserve it. Please drink resplendently. Do 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 do. And we're back. Um, it's that magical time, guys. I mentioned it off the top of the show. And uh, I don't know if you can hear that. Oh yeah, that's the uh that's the ballots shaking around in this here hat of mine that I don't wear. <laughs> so um, so here's the thing. This is how we're gonna do this. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna draw all right. I'm going to draw three names. So before you start freaking out, listen, listen to what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, I appreciate everyone who entered in various forms. Okay. Uh, some of you have multiple ballots in here. Um, so, but I mean, it's, it's enough of a diversity that I think everyone's got a good chance. Um, what the reason I'm drawing three. So here's the thing. The, the name I draw first is, is the winner. Okay. But I had some people just like the page who may have had, you know, no idea what was going on with this. I may have had people that shared the event that had no idea what's going on with this. So I, I want to make sure that this prize goes to an actual, actual listener. So I'm going to draw the first name and I'm going to give that person 48 hours to, to write in contact at one man podcast.com. Just saying super cool. Glad I won. That way I know that you were listening. Um, I'm going to draw the two others so that in case, you know, um, the f number one was just somebody who happened to have liked the page or whatever, um, that it actually goes to a listener. So I'm going to draw three people and they're going to go to the people in that order. So 48 hours for you guys to, to write in and basically say, Hey, I got, I know that sounds fucking ridiculous, but you have to understand just the way with all social media stuff goes, I want to make sure that this goes to someone and I want to make sure that it actually goes to a listener. Cause I do appreciate you guys listening and the sponsors appreciate you listening. So I'm going to draw the first name you have. This episode comes out on Wednesday. So I'm going to ask you to have emailed me by end of day Thursday. Okay. Contact at one man podcast.com. And of course, number two and three, please do the same. Um, I will respond to you and let you know whether or not, you know, you actually want it on that point. So number one, here we go. Okay. This is the, uh, the big one here. All right. So not looking, I'm going in a hat, the winner. Oh, Jesus. A lot of, I really, I hate fucking disappointing people <laughs> and you're all important to me. So I feel like all of you that don't win. Okay. So the winner of this, Oh, David Bud. David Bud is the winner of this. So Dave has 48 hours to, to basically email me. Let me know that he, that he has won. You know, he accepts. So I'm going to, I'm going to draw number two. So number two, you too, please send me an email just in case Dave does not. Cause while Dave is a listener of the podcast, he doesn't always listen. So number two, Ben Hagel, Ben Hagel. He was the other comedian that worked with me on the, uh, the, what do you call it? Movie theater event there. And number three, just in case Dave and Ben do not listen. We have Marcus Sinclair. So Dave Bud is the winner. Ben Hagel and Marcus Sinclair are standbys. So thank you guys. Uh, I'll thank all of you, of course, for for you know liking and sharing and stuff like that. Uh, the good news is 
Uh, my sponsors are very excited to, you know, send more stuff for giveaways and things like that. Um, I am also working on some stuff for the holiday season, getting gift cards and things like that from a lot of big box retailers, which are available all over North America. So you guys listening anywhere will be able to win shit too. Um, so yeah. And same with the book. I did mention that I would send the book somewhere. Know that I will send it anywhere in North America. So if you're listening, one of my, my listeners in California, New York, uh, Virginia, you know, don't feel like you guys can't get it because I'm not, you know, you don't live within a, you know, a few square miles of me. I will send it anywhere in North America. So it's the same with all prizes and stuff like that. Guys, don't sell yourself short because you, you feel like you live too far. I will send this anywhere in Canada or the US. So uh, lots of prizes and more things like that coming up. Um, I do appreciate the involvement for, that you guys had in that. Um, this week coming up for myself, uh, I, like I said, I'm interviewing Pete tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. Um, as always, if you guys have any questions for Pete Zedlacker, please send them to contact at one man podcast.com. Pete has performed, uh, just for laughs, the Winnipeg, Hall uh, what is it? Winnipeg comedy festival, Halifax comedy festival. He's got a comedy now special. Uh, he entertains the troops on a regular basis, uh, and super, super funny, uh, you know, re revered amongst comics as well as, as, as just a super, super funny comedian audiences love him. And I'm looking forward to talking to him. So if there's anything that you'd like to ask a guy who does that contact at one man podcast.com. Josh, why do you repeat the email so often? Uh, you know, because you guys maybe don't want to write in at the time. And then I say something and you go, eh, maybe I will. But what's that email? I'm driving. I wasn't paying attention. Well, there it was again. Contact at one man podcast.com. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to be talking with him tomorrow. I've also got a friend who needs some electrical work done. And in one of my previous lives, I was, uh, I was an electrician when I was a young uh, fella. I, I learned that as a trade. It's boring. I hate doing that fucking work, but, but when you have a car that needs $700 worth of fucking work out of the blue, sometimes you're going to go, eh, I guess I'll pick up the old tool belt and, uh, and whore myself out as a very cheap electrician. You know, and, uh, and that's what I'm doing this week. I'm gonna go see a friend's house who, uh, also happens to be our kiddos gym teacher. So I'm going to give him a bunch of shit for being a gym teacher and, uh, and hopefully not make it worse on my kiddo. Um, yeah, Brody's, uh, Brody's gym teacher. He's super, super cool dude, a, a good friend. So I'm looking forward to actually getting a chance to reconnect with him. And at the same time, make a little, uh, bit of buckage, you know, from, from pulling some wires and putting in electrical switches. Um, this weekend, very excited, super, super excited. Going to be going to my buddy Mika's cottage. Of course, uh, I talk about Mika and Jimmy all the time because they're my two closest friends in the entire world. So, uh, we're going up there with, uh, with our significant others. I remember saying that when I was at Mika's house, um, there for dinner, Crystal and I went over for dinner, played some games. We, um, we talked about it as an idea. Um, sometimes it's just such a popular location. Mika has a large family and it's sort of like their, their cottage is an amazing place. Uh, Mika's dad you know, has, has built it up over the years and it's been like a labor of love every year they go up and they just add and work harder on it. Um, we were friends for a very long time before I'd ever even gone up for the first time. And it's something that we get to, you know, get to do as, as a circle of friends once every, every couple of years. So, um, really looking forward to it. We're going up there with, uh, with the ladies. So Mika, Jimmy, myself, and Johnny, whose bachelor party we we're just at, uh, we're going to be going up there with the significant others. Mill. I was going to say, <laughs> whatever. I, I, there's a running joke. Mika, Mika's wife is named M Melissa, but he called her Mel all the time. And I never knew what the long version of that was. I said, Mel, I guessed Melanie. He laughed his at like in my face. Like I was the dumbest motherfucker in the world because I guessed Mel was short for Melanie instead of Melissa. So 
I got that wrong. I was just going to call her Mel and I was like, Mel, and I, and I, I hung there. I got stuck. So I figured I'd explain myself. So Melissa is going to be going there. Alex is going to be going as well as Jillian and my lovely, beautiful angel, uh, Crystal is coming up as well. And Crystal's never been. So we're very excited to, uh, to actually go up for the first time with my lady. We're bringing up the kiddos. The babies are coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully we get into some goofy, wacky adventures and conversations and stuff like that, that I can tell you guys all about next week. But uh, as far as my week goes, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, you know, I got an interview with a great guy look, going to be spending some time with, uh, you know, an old friend doing some electrical. And then of course, a nice little cottage weekend with, uh, with some of my favorite people in the entire world. So I'll have some stories for you guys next week. Um, as it stands right now, I've just got an email, uh, one email and then I get to let you go. You know, we get, we all get to go back to, uh, whatever we were thinking about before we started listening to me run my mouth. Um, my buddy Jason has sent in an email and, uh, I guess I'll explain this after the fact, uh, Jason writes, Hey brother, love your show and your interviews. Yes. I have listened to all the episodes and interviews with my job. I have lots of time to listen to all of it. So actually just to give a little context of that, uh, Jay and I hadn't seen each other in a long time. We were together for Johnny's bachelor party uh, a couple weekends ago. And, um, he didn't know what a podcast was. I started telling him about what I was doing uh, and we downloaded like all the episodes, uh, for him onto his phone. And since, since then he's listened to all of them. I actually got this email early, you know, early last week. Uh, so it was, it was kind of funny. Um, he's listened to like, God knows how many hours of, of me running my mouth. So I do appreciate that in the, uh, the short period of time that you had it. Now you're gonna have to wait. You just get like one hour a week now. <laughs> Um, but anyways, he says, I believe so much in what you were doing. I've donated a 10 hour segment on Alphonics. Uh, these board games that you're mentioning are way more intricate than I remember. I enjoy board games, but much prefer playing Euchre or any card games less set up for a lazy guy. LOL. Um, I have a suggestion about your show, maybe to keep you on track, have your notes, but separate them into segments and separate them with your sponsors commercials. Uh, keep up the good work. So thanks Jay for writing. And I really do appreciate that. And, uh, and just to mention as well, um, the Ophonic thing that we're doing is because I know that sometimes my, my voice gets a little quiet or if I'm talking with two different people, um, you know, one person's loud, one person's not. I use the Ophonic for my interview with Mike Dambra and uh, people were already like the sound quality is much better. Um, but as always, it's something that's, uh, it's not free to use their service. Um, so I've always opened it up, uh, always it's last time, last week was the first time I mentioned it, but, um, I opened it up. They have an option to, uh, to donate little blocks of time. And, uh, and Jay was kind enough to, uh, to, to donate a 10 hour block. I'm very, very grateful for that. I really do appreciate it. Um, so thank you so much for, for taking the time to do that, Jay. I really do appreciate it. And of course it's something that you guys are always welcome to do. I don't expect it. Um, it just, it helps. Uh, and at the top of the Facebook page, I've got it pinned. So there's a, a place that you can click on that. If you go to one man podcast page, you can click on that. If you feel like donating a little bit of time, it is much appreciated. Not necessary. Continue to enjoy the one man podcast guilt-free. Um, just enjoy. I, I'm glad that you guys are listening. And I really do appreciate that uh, you guys take the time to do that. So, um, I will ask though, this is what I will ask, which costs you absolutely nothing. If you guys are, um, you know, if you do enjoy listening to the one man podcast, uh, like it on Facebook, follow it on Instagram, follow it on Twitter. Um, it never hurts to have, you know, more things going on. I try to, you know, put stuff out there for you guys. Occasionally someone will write in an email, but send me in pictures. Um, I post the pictures on those social media platforms so that while I'm talking about something, you guys can look and see what it is because I don't have a way to put pictures in your brain with my words. I'm not an author. Those guys are pretty good at that, but not me. I start talking about one thing. I see a squirrel in my brain and I get distracted. So, uh, you know, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, 
like us on Facebook. We even have a YouTube page. If uh, occasionally, you know, you're somewhere where you just want to throw it on YouTube, all the episodes are up there, but one man podcast for all of them guys. And as usual, if you have anything fun going on, anything that you want to send, you know, feedback, comments, bucket lists, whatever the hell it's been that we've, we've talked about over the years. Fucking tell me what you're allergic to. That's driving you bananas right now. I don't give a shit. What's that email address again? Contact at one man podcast.com. Um, I got Ray Romano, you know, he's plugging my show for me. I actually expected that to sound way better, but because of my, uh, my vocals, it's fucked up. So, um, that's, that's, uh, that's our podcast for this week guys. I appreciate you listening as always. Um, hoping to just keep having more adventures right maybe less breakdowns but shit to talk to you guys about i uh i had a great week thank you always and we'll talk to you soon